Hello, this is Chad Chancellor. Welcome to this week's Next Move Group We Are Jobs podcast. We are celebrating our ninth anniversary, and I just want to thank all of you out there listening to this, watching this on our YouTube channel, for believing in our mission way back when. Our mission's always been to help small to mid-sized companies and communities grow together, and so many of you believed in us along the way. So what we're going to do to celebrate starting year 10, year 10, is we are going to actually reinvigorate our podcast channel and YouTube channel by putting out free educational content every Thursday. We used to do videos and shows every single Thursday free for the entire public. And then as our business has grown, we've gotten busy. So sometimes it's hard to do that. But we're going to redo that now since we're starting out into year 10. So every single Thursday, we're going to put out for you educational content that's free on both the podcast channel and the YouTube channel. We've got about 120 videos we've done for our movement members. They get to access all our videos. So what we're going to do is play parts of those videos for you that's educational. You'll get absolutely free educational content. You won't get to hear all of it because that's for our members only and they pay for that. But you will get bits and pieces where you can learn along the way and, you know, both improve your community, your organization, and even have career tips in there for you. So with that being said, let's get our podcast and YouTube going. Due to various demands on time and resources, economic development and trade and export agencies often struggle to complete effective market research and business outreach campaigns. For the past 10 plus years, Research FDI, along with our affiliated consulting groups at Research B2B and FDI 365, have leveraged our in-house knowledge, resources, and expertise in market research and consulting to help over 250 organizations directly facilitate inward investment attraction and new trade and export opportunities for their regions across a wide variety of industry sectors. Our highly personalized services and best cost to quality ratio in the industry ensures our client satisfaction, leading to repeat customers year after year. What are you waiting for? Leave the market research and business outreach to the expert team at Research FDI. To learn more about our services, contact us today. In this video, we're going to talk about what economic development organizations can do to work well with your elected officials. So this is about how the economic development organization, the board and the uh, staff of EDO can work with elected officials. So from the economic development organization side, how should they work with elected officials? Not the other way around. So let's go ahead and get right into it. So number one, number one, communication. Uh, you know, we have done now hundreds of executive searches across the country. And when we're dealing with elected officials, they typically say our economic developer don't tell us enough. They keep too much stuff confidential. So the economic developer and the board has to walk a fine line when you deal with your elected officials between communicating enough and keeping things confidential. You have to walk a fine line there. And so I would, would tell you, tell them as much as you possibly can when you can tell them stuff. Don't just keep things confidential just for the sake of it. Keep it confidential if you need to, but this is a balance, and this is the number one complaint that we hear when we go places. So, you know, you hear in a lot of places that communication, you know, that's the breakdown of most of our relationships when there's a communication problem. This is the hardest thing. And yes, as the economic developer, as the economic development board, you're going to have things you have to keep confidential. You've got to find a way to communicate with your elected officials. 
You also need to communicate to your elected officials what your businesses need. This is very important, very, very important. An elected official, you know, let's just take somebody like the mayor. They get elected. They have a hundred different things going at one time that they have to worry about. hundred different constituents. You, and they may not have come from the business world. You know, they may not know. It's your job to communicate with them what our businesses need in this community. So those elected officials can respond to that. Later on within here, we're going to show you ways that you can do that. That's coming. But as part of part of your communication, you want to tell them as much as you can that you're not bound by confidentiality and you want to communicate the needs of the business community in your community. Don't ever let your elected officials hear that the town next door is winning a big project before you tell them. Don't let them read it in the paper. Don't Because their constituents, their voters will attack them over that. In economic development, we all like to talk about regionalism. And I believe in regionalism. 100% I do. But elected officials, particularly local elected officials, they have to answer to the voters. And the voters may not understand the idea of regionalism. So you know, this doesn't mean you need to root against the project coming to the county next door. No, you know, you need to help them. But what you don't want to do is let your elected officials wake up one morning and read in the paper this huge project's coming next door and you didn't tell them. You didn't tip them up. They may be called by the press for a quote, and they may say the wrong thing, throw you under the bus. You don't want to let them hear these rumors and innuendos from other people. You want it to come from you. So what I used to do, and I stole this for the Mobile Alabama Chamber. I worked for the Mobile Chamber uh, when I got out of college. And one of the things that they did that I stole, and it worked for me everywhere I went when I, when I went and ran my own economic development organization, they would send an insider's update, is what they called it, to every elected official who represented them uh, on a, a monthly or quarterly basis. Seemed like it was quarterly. So not only your local officials, but they would send it off to all the delegation in Montgomery and Washington, D.C., and so on, and even their staff members, and they would make them feel like an insider. You know, I'm a subscriber to the New Orleans Saints Insider podcast, whatever. It makes people feel good. But they would tell us in this thing, and it would be marked confidential. But they, they wouldn't, we wouldn't say, who the project was or what, but we would tell as much as we could. We've got 14 projects we're currently working, three automotive suppliers, this, that, and the other. And we would send it to every city council member within our territory, every county commissioner, county judges, uh, uh, state representatives, so on and so forth, to make them feel like an insider. Communicate as much as you can. Don't only communicate about your projects. And you can talk in number. We, you know, we're working four projects right now. Three of them are steel processing, one's distribution, whatever the case may be. But also talk about your strategies. We're trying to develop this industrial part. We're trying to do that. Again, don't give away confidential information. What happened to me when, when I did this? And again, I copied it from the Mobile Chamber. But I did this when I ran organizations in Tennessee and Kentucky. People would call me and say, I appreciate getting your update. They would say that. Also, I would send it through the mail. You know, nowadays we get so many emails, we're inundated with emails. And I didn't want to make it something somebody could easily forward because there may be stuff in there that I considered them getting this information as an insider. So I, I sent it through the mail. And uh, so this may be something that you want to use. Now, you do need to explain to your elected officials why confidentiality is important because they can get sued. They can really get them sued. They can cost themselves the next election if they go out there and get sued by a company for violating confidentiality. But you need to tell them as much as you can. I, I just want to hammer that point home over and over again from all the executive searches we've done. But 
feel free to show them these slides if you, if you need to about why confidentiality is important. So as we do these exec searches, sometimes elected officials say, well, they just tell us everything's confidential because they don't, they're not doing anything. They don't want us to know. They really don't understand the legal ramifications of it. So number one, if you're dealing with, and your board needs to understand this, if you're dealing with a publicly traded company and you violate their confidentiality about an expansion, you could absolutely get sued. That can affect their stock price. It can be considered securities fraud by the Securities and Exchange Commission. So if you're dealing with a publicly traded company now and they ask you to sign a confidentiality agreement, non-disclosure, you better honor that very, very well because you could literally be considered insider trading or whatever if, if you go out and talk about that. Companies do not want their competition to know where they're planning to locate. It could affect their contracts, their future pricing, so they want you to be confidential for this reason. Companies don't want employees at existing facilities to know they're looking around, even if they're not moving it. Let's say a company's got a plant in Chicago and they want to expand and put one in St. Louis. They don't intend to move the Chicago one. The minute that word gets back to the Chicago plant, those folks are going to say, you know, we're all losing. They're moving this plant to St. Louis. It's human nature. So companies want to be able to control that. Uh, companies don't want to spend money, and this happens all the time, spending money on due diligence for real estate, and then all of a sudden that property sold out from under them. This ha I would say in small towns, this is your biggest problem that I that I typically find when a, a company's looking around. If the industrial authority doesn't own the land or whatever, I have had probably in my career 10 to 20 deals I've seen go bad where a company wanted to build on our site and all of a sudden some local you know person swooped in, though I'm gonna make all this money, I'm gonna buy it before them, run the deal. Absolutely run the deal. So they don't want, you know, do doing all this diligence on property, then somebody buy it from Alpha Mind. Uh, companies can file suits against their own employees if leaking this information costs them customers. So let's say that whoever's running the project for a company, let's say it's company, you know, XYZ, and the VP is running the project. And suddenly, you know, it gets out that the VP said this. That company can fire or sue that VP for harming them and releasing confidential information. And insurance providers, insurance providers require companies to keep certain information confidential. Part of their insurance policy. They have to go about that in a certain way. So they require that in many, many instances. Also, this happens a lot. The management team might not yet have the board approval to even do this project. So let me tell you how this is work. Uh, and that's because I've sitting in these board meetings now on the private side. The board may tell, the board of directors may tell the management team, look, we want to expand. We want to add a new location. However, we want to keep our capital investment under $100 million, or we want to have a return on investment, you know, that's positive within three years. Go find a spot. Well, now that management team's out there looking for a spot and they've got these metrics they've got to make work and they may need an incentives offer to make those work. So they may really not yet have the board of directors having voted to do this. So, you know, and all of a sudden you got it out there doing this project they're not even doing yet. So this is another reason why confidentiality is important. If a company deals with federal contracts, Washington, you know, Department of Defense, Department of Energy type stuff, they literally might be prohibited from sharing where they intend to expand uh, due to classified information. So this is another reason you can get yourself in trouble. And uh, this really doesn't hurt the company, but it can hurt your community. If you're out talking about it, your neighbor could hear it. 
if you're out talking about this big project, look at the neighboring county can hear it, the neighboring city, the neighboring state, and they may come offer them a deal. I've seen people lose deals because somebody else heard it and went and offered them something better. So this is another reason you want to keep confidentiality important. But let me back it up again. I'm telling you right now, if you're dealing with a publicly traded company, you tell all your elected officials and your board, we cannot release this information. We can be sued for securities fraud. Oh, my God, much le let's say you do release it, and suddenly you determine that you know one of the board members' daughter bought stocks in this company. Oh, Lord, you can get yourself in all kinds of trouble. You have got to keep it quiet, particularly if you're dealing with a publicly traded company. Now, this is something when I was an economic developer, I did not have a good sense for but I do now that I've, that I've been on the private side now for, you know, we've had 600 clients. So I have this now. Walk a mile in your elected official's shoes. Now, when you think of this, you know, uh, you may be thinking of one council member in particular, the mayor, but walk a mile in their shoes it, it, to really understand what they're dealing with on a daily basis. So their constituents, their voters are telling them they want jobs. You see it in every campaign that you will turn on the television. We want jobs. We want jobs. We want jobs. It is one of the top things that, uh, you know, comes up in a campaign. Well, we all know as economic development practitioners, your economic development board likely knows that business retention and expansion is the most important thing you could do. It's where 80% of the jobs come from. That doesn't move the needle with voters, though. That does not move the needle with voters, okay? So I've seen economic developers make a mistake, and I've talked to elected officials, you know, doing their searches. They'll say all our economic developer ever talked about was business retention expansion, and the voters want jobs. They're right. So even though you know as an economic developer, as an economic development board, how important BRE is, you have got to talk about a plan to create jobs. Even if you're not landing deals right now, you've got to have a plan to create jobs that you can share with your elected officials so they can share it with their voters. Chances are they're funding part of your organization and their voters want new job opportunities. Even if they don't want it, that's what they say they want. So don't overdo BRE from a PR standpoint. Yes, overdo it from really doing it. But don't tell your elect, don't make that your talking point every time you tell elected. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Next Move Group We Are Jobs podcast. The remaining portions of this episode is actually reserved for our movement members only. We've got about 250 communities, power companies, and large counties who have joined our membership program called The Movement. And they get access not only to the rest of this show, but they also get to come to our Mardi Gras event with site selectors for free. We have live Q&A meetups. So we have a whole lot of interaction with our movement members. We'd love for you to join that. And again, you get the rest of this show, plus literally hundreds of others. We, we put them out all the time. We've got videos in there from career tips for resumes to how to help your community grow to even Robert's Rules of Order. Uh, you can actually get a 50% off discount code since you've made it this far in this show by using the number nine. When you see a discount code area, put in nine. That'll be for our ninth anniversary, and you get 50% off. To learn more about that, go to nextmoveondemand.com slash movement membership. You get over there, you can see a lot of the shows we've done have a teetotal demo of it. Nextmoveondemand.com slash movement membership. we got about 250 members. We'd love to have you. You can also find it if you go just to our main website, nextmovegroup.com. At the top, you'll see members only. Click that and then click learn more and you can learn about it there. Thank you so much.